Ready to dominate at the plate? Blast Baseball is trusted by more major league and college teams than any other hitting solution. The Blast sensor attaches to the knob of any bat, providing real-time feedback with every swing. Go to BlastMotion.com and enter code NOWD1 at checkout to save $25. All right, everybody. It is 9 o'clock. Let's get right into it. We do this show every Monday through Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern on X-Spaces. I'm Alan Gay, and this is now D1 Speaks. we got a great show tonight. This is a show that I've absolutely been looking forward to. We've got the head coach from St. Thomas Aquinas College with us. Hey, Coach Garvey, are you there? I'm here. Man, thank you so much for spending a little bit of time with us. I'm absolutely looking forward to this. You know what? Why don't you kind of kick it off, maybe give us an idea of your playing career, and then ultimately, what got you into coaching? Yeah, so uh... – I started off, I grew up in Brooklyn, and I went to St. Edmund Prep High School, and most like most high school kids, I had to go through the whole recruiting process, you know, showcases, tournaments, and so forth. Just so happened, uh, the current head coach of St. Thomas Aquinas College, Scott Muscat, saw me, recruited me. Um, I was an infielder, um, so made my ultimate decision to come to St. Thomas, and then... Um, in the fall of that year, I was a, you know, taking ground balls, doing my regular thing in the infield. And we had a couple guys get hurt as catchers, uh, pulled hamstring. Um, somebody got hit in the head, had a concussion protocol. And just ultimately, I had to, um, they were asking guys to come in and who could catch a bullpen. And so I decided, hey, I'll do it. I'm, you know, I'm a team guy. I'm going to do it. And I called a couple bullpens and kind of like said, hey, I think you should be start getting into catching. Um, so my first year I learned how to, I basically learned how to catch in college um, and started really working towards that. And my sophomore year, I got a good amount of playing time um, and going into my junior year. And ultimately my senior year, my last year, we had a really good freshman catcher coming in. Um, probably, and he was better than me. Uh, at the time, even as a freshman, and I kind of took him under my wing a little bit, um, really focused, worked with him, um, trying to get him better, because um, we knew, I knew at one point he was going to be the guy in charge and guy being, you know, handling the day-to-day stuff as a catcher, um, and coaches saw that and basically asked me, he's like, hey, would you be interested in coaching? Um, basically, after the fall season, um with me and the freshman. And I said, yeah, I, would, I think about it. You know, I, I'm really not really sure where it's going to take me, but I said, yeah, I'm definitely interested. And after that season, um, after my last season playing, I joined the coaching staff and uh, kind of ran with it right after that. And I love that introduction. Thank you so much there, Coach Garvey. I mean, there's a couple of things that you touched on just immediately. One, you know, our core audience is really uncommitted baseball prospects and we talk tons about recruiting and really what it takes to get to the next level and so thank you for kind of going through your recruiting experience just a little bit but the second piece that is just so huge and I I think our guys absolutely need to hear it and understand it you've got to be versatile when you get to the next level I love hey you were a middle infielder that transitioned into catching and and you didn't and it wasn't like hey can you catch a little bit and it wasn't like, nope, I am only a second baseman or I am only a shortstop. I mean, that could put an end to somebody's career pretty quick. 
Instead, you really took on the challenge and obviously thrived and ended up putting yourself in a position to, where it, it, it led to your coaching uh, career. I love it. Yeah, it was it was a great experience for me. Um, you know, and a lot of it, I, actually, a lot of the infield stuff that I was doing kind of transitioned pretty well. I felt like, especially with the throwing, you know, throwing out runners a second, the transfer is the same as pretty much the double play with a different um, – some little different caveats to it. But for the most part, I mean, it was something I was like, okay, I can do this. I don't mind getting in front of a baseball. You know, I like catching and throwing and so forth. Um, didn't realize at the time as a freshman that that was going to be something that was going to really take off for me. But um, it ended up being a really good experience for me and a great learning tool. And, and ultimately for coaching, it ended up being huge going down the road. Um, but yeah, for young players, I think, being able to play different positions, um, you know, a lot of times kids come in and you don't realize that, you know, you play this position your whole life, but you're really not in the right spot yet. You're kind of developing, you're kind of growing. Things change, position changes, uh, players get hurt. Um, I mean, we've had, I mean, we could, we could, uh, this year alone, we could put uh, a catcher in the outfield, two middle, in, two or three in middle infielders in the outfield at any time and then bring them back in. Um, and being able to do stuff, they're just big thing is being an athlete. I think that's the huge thing in college is a lot of these guys are really, really good athletes and being able to be versatile is just opens more doors for you on a team, you know, and being different things. And sometimes, you know, it's just, it's just a huge, a huge benefit for you as a player because you come onto a team and, you know, there could be a shortstop there that has been there for two years and he's not moving and you play shortstop, but you got to, in order to get in the lineup, you can either sit behind him or like, oh, I can play second, I can play third, throw him in the outfield coach. You know, um, I've seen so many guys even end up being on the mound uh, later on in their career because they have such a strong arm. They never really pitched. And then they come in and they, they're so athletic. They get on the mound and all of a sudden they're upper 80s, sometimes low 90s, and they end up being one of the best pitchers on the team. So the <laughs> idea of being – Versatile is huge for a lot of our athletes, and we, we being a player, being a former player that was ver being able to be versatile was huge in the, getting our guys to do it as well. Absolutely. Well, let's talk a little bit more about that player to coach experience that you had. I mean, you were just a kid when you started coaching, so kind of talk to us how that's really influenced your philosophy, and and, and certainly you know how it's really with catchers and, and I love what you were just saying. You, you had the ability to move catchers around today. Mm -hmm. um, it's been, it's, it's being in a catch. Well, being a, a former player and a catcher it, you, with a, with a team is huge because you can see so much. Um, you know, you're the only player that sees everybody else, you know, everybody, everybody else is staring at home plate. You're looking out at everybody else and you're the only position that's really in foul territory. Um, so you have a different landscape of how things to do, do things in a game um, and your ability to, one, be part of an offense. That's, that's huge as a catcher because you're in the lineup. And then secondly, you're part of the defense. And then also you're part of the battery. So handling pitchers and so forth. So when you're a catcher and you go to, you know, get into coaching, the idea of like, okay, I know how to talk to pitchers. I know how to talk to defense. Um, and catchers got to know – everybody else's job. It's like a quarterback in, in, uh, in football, you know, you got to know, okay, first baseman needs to crash here. 
I need the shortstop to play here. This pitcher knows how to throw this pitch in this zone. Um, the outfield's too shallow. You got to move it back, and you're and you're you end up being co- most of the time talking to the coach more than anybody else on the team because you're always talking about you know pitch calling, um, hitting, defense, and so forth. So you're you have this kind of relationship as a player to a coach, and then when you become a coach, it, it ends up being similar. Like you have the same feedback. So with our catchers here, we do a really good job talking to them a lot about, okay, our communication amongst me and you have to be at an elite uh, standard at all times. So, um, and they're an extension of us on the field. They get to see things that we can't see and they see things that other players can't see. Um, So being able to get feedback, they're really the only player on the field that really gets to talk to an umpire constantly. Um, so their relationship with the umpire is huge and how they handle themselves. Um, so talking about that with them, um, you know, and, you know, some coaches, you know, were pitchers, some coaches were, you know, uh, infielders or outfielders and, and being able to be a catcher, um, and working with catchers is huge. Cause you, you actually done it. You've gone through it. Um, and, you know, some catchers will tell you like they get tired of catching bullpens and I'll be like, Hey, I did them too. I know it's tough. You got to get through it, um, but you know just the the mechanic stuff and the day to day stuff and the wear and tear and some of the you know some of the even the bruises that how and how that feels like you've gone through and you know how it is and like hey I, this is what I did and maybe you should try this and do stuff like that. Um, but as a young coach, like my philosophy probably from the day I started to the day now has changed. Probably changes every year. Um, I'm a big player coach guy. Um, I like our players to communicate. I like them to talk to us. I like being able to, um, because we're all in this together. Um, My job is to be a leader, not to be a dictator and tell them what to do. Um, You are in charge, but I mean, make sure they they understand that what our goals are every day. Um, And we have goals, each individual goals every day, team goals every day. Um, And we don't really get into the whole, okay, we need to win game one we we're talking about what we have to do that day what our little you know our big thing this year is uh get one percent better each day uh so what is that one percent today what do we have to do um you know when i was probably a young coach you're so hungry to win and you're so going into it that that's all you think about and probably got more into the development side and talking to players and relationships and so forth that really where it becomes huge for our guys and with our players. So we've really taken on that. And um, I have the young coaches now on our staff and uh, they, and they once played for me, uh, two have not, and they come from different programs, but kind of with the same philosophy is like, we're here to develop them, get better um, because we want them to make real decisions during the game. We, at one point we're, you know, we only make certain amount of calls throughout the game. They got to, they got to react. They got to make the decisions. They got to play. So we got to put them in the right spot. And help, hopefully they learned a lot on that during the season that they can make those decisions um, helpful for them during the game. Man, I'm definitely getting a sense of how you develop players, just kind of staying along that theme. And, and I know some guys are, are probably really interested in St. Thomas Aquinas and they're thinking to themselves, hey, if I get there, how, how, do you, how are you really, Coach, able to identify the talents that I do have and, and to be able to develop those further so that I am successful. Yeah. Well, the first thing we do with recruiting is like, how athletic is he? Um, you know, how, you know, what's he, like, how is he on the field? 
Uh, what are some of his attributes? Like, obviously, as a hitter, you know, what's your, slint, your swing look like? Pitcher, you know, what does your mechanics look like? Your velo, your breaking ball and stuff like that. Um, and as time goes on, the biggest thing we really – and we see guys probably three, four times before we even bring them up on campus and so forth, and we're trying to get them. And we want to see, you know, how they get on and off the field, how fast are they moving. You know, are they, are they taking their time? Uh, how does he talk to his teammates? How he talks to the players? How he talks to his mom and dad? That's huge, you know, because um, if they can talk back, back to their mom and dad, they're going to talk back to us. So we don't want that. We just want high-character guys. Um, so we're really, like, looking at pretty much the whole picture of the guy, um, not just so much his, his, you know, his talent that he has. The talent part, once they, you know, once they're here, the development-wise, we do a lot of different things here. Uh, and that's, you know, we're fortunate with our administration to have a pretty good budget to do a lot of different things um, and some good donors and fundraising that we've done. So, you know, we've had, we have three rap sodas here. Um, so we could do a lot of, you know, analytic stuff and like start to use those as the baselines to kind of figure out where a guy started um, while he's here. And each player has their own account to add. Um, we film every practice. Um, we film BP, we, we, you know, the first batting practice, we're going to, the next day they come out and they find out how many percentages of balls are in the air, how many balls were line drive, how many were, you know, on the ground. Um, and then it's not only just your, it's the team one, your BP group, and then your individual one. So that they get to see the whole breakdown of where they were. And we, and we discuss like, what do we need to do? How do we get to that? Um, and, uh, you know, we talk about the team stuff or what we need to do defensively, offensively, and pitching. And then we go and we dive even deeper going into the individual guy and say, okay, what are, we, what are our goals this year for you? Um, here's, here's some of the stuff we've seen in your swing. Um, here's, and, like, they, come, they can come in at any time in our office. They can come up. We have videos in here all day long. They can knock, it, knock on the door and they're like, hey, I want, want to watch my bullpen from yesterday or I want to watch my swing from yesterday. Um, and then one of the big things we talk about um, in the development side of it's a two-way street. You know, we have all the tools for you. At the same point, you got to come in and use them. Um, if you're going to go to practice and go home, you know, you're not really going to get better. And I say this, I say, I equate it to academics. You know, you, you, you're, you're not doing well in a class. You're going to go get a tutor. Well, you're not – practices, class, you know, games or tests, you know, if you go to practice and you're not doing well, well, the tests are not going to do well. You got to go get a tutor. Well, you have coaches here every day. Um, and we're fortunate all, all our coaching staff's here all day long. You can come in and knock on the door, talk baseball, talk hitting, watch videos. We need to do it. We need to do an individual and we have the hours and the, and the time to do it. We will do it. Um, and taking that accountability, like we want you to get better too. We also want to see you that you're invested into your own talent as well. Um, you know, a lot of kids, sometimes they think and you grow up in this in the culture now is that, you know, you go to you go to your game, you go home and coach is going to tell me how to do things. We want our guys to actually be their own hitting coach at one point or their own pitching coach. They got to be able to make some cues on their own and say, OK, you know, my front hips flying out or I'm not I'm not staying locked, stacked on my backside or something like that. And I have their little cue on, and so that they can make you know, pitch to pitch or a bat to, uh, or a bat to bat or batter to batter adjustments, not just, you know, come in, have a bat at bat, have a bad inning and say, coach, what happened? You know, they have to be able to feel it and see it and, 
be able to make those adjustments. So being able to develop that as well as not just only their talent, but that ability to make them coaches of themselves so that they can get better is huge. Hey, everyone that's joining us this evening, thank you so much for being here. We certainly appreciate your support, and we appreciate the support for St. Thomas Aquinas College as well. Uh, if you did get in late, don't worry about it. We record this, and we'll be able to retweet the space out later in its entirety. Uh, this evening, we're fortunate enough to be uh, joined by head coach John Garvey. Again, he's the head coach at St. Thomas Aquinas College. And I got to say, man, you were just walking through a ton of developmental pieces. And thank you for doing that. You know, you, you kind of one of the first things you talked about was just looking for athletes. You got to be versatile, be able to move around the field a good bit. You love communicators. You got to be able to communicate on the field, communicate to back to the coaches, communicate with your teammates, certainly. And then also be able to just communicate with teachers. And then even going a little bit further the developmental skills as far as making your own calls where you're really leaning on the, on the players to learn the game and to be able to make their own calls while they're playing and, and how that really, you know, not only are you going to progress physically, but you're going to progress mentally as well. And then you just wrap it up with the ton of technology that you have as well. What a great program, just the whole thing yeah. that you're really kind of presenting just, you know, it sounds very, very exciting. And with that in mind, I got to ask you, you know, how are you guys feeling about the fall? And what do you think the, the spring is really looking like for your program? You know, we're, we're having a good fall so far. We, we all got to see a lot of different guys. We have a little bit of a younger team, but a really good leadership of older guys that are back. Um, and we're just kind of getting better. You know, I people always ask me, like, how you guys going to look in the spring? And I said, we have to play first. I don't know. We can, we can be really good on paper. And then you get to the spring and, you know, we – we're, we're kicking the ball around um, or we're not swinging the bat. So I always leave it up to once the spring hits, we'll, we'll really know who we really are. Um, but I mean, they're, they're really working hard. They, you know, they're really trusting a lot of the stuff they're doing and the leadership that we have from our captains, our seniors this year has been outstanding so far. They did a really good job um, and with the young guys. And we have some really super talented young guys. They're going to probably get some playing time this year, uh, which is huge to see some young guys come in and, uh, you know, get on the field right away because sometimes that doesn't happen so much. But, um, you know, I thought our pitching staff, you know, has done a really good job this fall and we got some, we got a little bit more depth than we probably did last year. And, um, you know, and it all looks good on paper right now. We'll obviously see what, how it goes in the spring, but, um, so far I look, I'm look really excited to see how this team comes out opening day. Um, but we still have a long way to go. We have, we just got to finish up our fall this weekend and get into individual schedules and lifting and winter break and all that stuff. So we're, that's so far down the road. We, I don't, we haven't even thought about that part yet. <laughs> I love it. But you know what, that you bring up a good point. I mean, you're already at it and now you're starting to think about individually how you'll be working with each, each guy before you get into the spring. So I have to ask you, you know, just being a college student is a full-time job in and of itself. But then when you become a student athlete and you're playing baseball as well, kind of talk to us and, and the parents that are out there of high school guys, you know, how do you really balance academics with baseball and be successful at both? Um, time management is probably the hugest thing. We talked about that probably from day one, um, you know, making sure that you're committed to going to everything and make sure you're on time to everything. Um, we have a simple rule here um, on our team. It's if you don't go to practice, you don't get to play. 
Um, if you don't, I'm sorry, you don't go to class, you don't go, you don't, you don't get to play. Um, and that means practice. So you miss a class on, you didn't get up to go to your 8.15 on Tuesday, and we have practice at 5 o'clock at night on thir- Tuesday, you're not practicing that day. Um, so it kind of keeps them a little bit accountable. I'm like, hey, we got to go to class. If you're not well enough to go up to class that day, you can't practice. Um, and it kind of forces the, it kind of forces the issue like, okay, I got to go to class. I made a commitment to do this. Um, I got to stay on schedule. I got to make sure your stuff goes in. Um, we have an unbelievable team here at the college. So we have two a- academic advisors um, for just athletics that really do check in. And with being in a small school, the ability to – everybody kind of knows everybody here. Um, so if there is a student that's struggling in a class, we're probably well aware of it. Um ahead of time and we can be able to advocate and say, okay, to the student, like, this is what you need to do. Here's your tutor. Here's this stuff. If we need to figure it out, um, we'll, we will. Um, and I, the big thing to say a lot of kids is don't wait for the last minute to do something. You know, you have a paper due on Friday. Don't wait till Thursday night to do it. Um, you know, start chipping away with it every day. Take, take an, you know, a half hour every day. Cause I know it's going to be busy. You got, you got practices, you got games, you got lift, um, you know, and other stuff, community engagement stuff that goes on because colleges, you know, a lot of our programs do a lot of different things and we have community stuff going on and, um, and other things that we do on campus. Um, we're really active. Our program takes a really big active role on campus. So, you know, making sure that you're on time to everything and um, getting, get sleep, you know, uh, I know it's hard for, you know, young kids to do, but sleep, you know, it's, you're not missing out on anything. Make sure you go to sleep and get your rest um, because you want to be able to focus in those classrooms. So, um, and we do talk about this a lot. We probably talk about it uh, twice a week with our guys. Uh, we probably bring it up pretty much every practice. We're like, hey, make sure you get some sleep. Make sure you're taking care of your homework. Make sure you're talking to professors. Um, and the same thing with hitting. Like, if you're having a problem in class, you're going to come talk to us about, you know, my swing, my, you know, what am I doing on the mound, some of that work. You know, you're, you don't know something in class, you're struggling in class, go see the professor. They're available. You could talk to them, um, you know, and being in the smallest school, school environment, um, you know, most of our cl- biggest class here, I think, is 30 students, which is huge. So you're really going to have a personal relationship with the professor. Um, so everybody here does a really good job making sure that our guys can balance it. And if there are some things that we need to work on with our guys, we individually, we do um, – do a pretty good job. So there's a way to do it um, is be proactive. Um, and I always tell her guys, I'd rather hear from you that we have a problem than hear from somebody else. So, if you know, there's an issue. Let me know before I get it from somebody else. Um, and it's been, and it's been pretty, you know, since we started doing this, uh, you know, over the years, our guys have gotten really good at it. And if you don't have good leaders from seniors um, and juniors that have gone through this, cause they're, they're the ones that, you know, really been the ballot test, the guys. They've gone through this for two, three years now. Um, they're the ones that can really tell guys, okay, hey, the freshman and the sophomores, like, hey, you got to talk to coach about this. Hey, how are you doing in this class? Like, oh, you're struggling here? Oh, this person's really good at this. And um, so, and, um, you know, hey, make sure you're going to class. Make sure you're on time. I have the same class or I have class at the same time. I'll wake you up. Make sure you're going. Um, that's really huge. And, Having those guys do that is is important, um, but at the same time, you're 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 a young adult, especially in your first year of college. You got to make sure you you get your time right, and uh, mom and dad are not there to wake you up anymore. 
Um, so you're, you really got to take some initiative on your own um, and be able to do it. Man, I love the standard that you're setting and, and just uh, the players helping the other, the younger players out and they're living up to that standard. And one of the keys, you just keep mentioning it over and over and over is communication. It's obviously a big part of your, your coaching strategy and your philosophy and, and being able to believe in that two-way street. You really need it going back and forth. I got to ask you, and maybe, I mean, maybe this, I, but I got to believe that communication has really helped you with a ton of offensive success that your teams have had. It just seems that uh, offensively, you guys just keep putting it out there. It, it, tell us some of your strategies that helped you be successful. Well, yeah, well, I would say communication is the biggest one. Um, I would definitely say that we talk about that actually. Uh, probably our first, first hitters meeting, we talk about communication is huge, not only between us, but amongst our, your teammates. Um, and college is, is unique. Um, college baseball is unique in, in general because it's kind of like the last real form of pure baseball before you go play pro ball. Because once you get the pro ball, you know, it's about money. It's about a job. It's a job. And you're every day you're trying to, you know, you're trying to, you're not worried about if the team wins. You're just trying to move up. You're trying to get to the next level. Um, and then even at some points in the big leagues, you're trying to get the next contract. So it's always, it's it, it, the team element doesn't always sit there. So this is probably like the last time like you really for a long time until you play in the big leagues and you're in, you know, playing in the world series where the team element's still there. Um, and you're playing small ball and you do different things. Um, so communication choose, and we talk that with our guys all the time. It's, it's really the nine guys in the lineup, you know, trying to beat the pitcher that day. Um, so and I always say to our guys is your 0 for 3 could be somebody's 3 for 3 that day. You know, you're a bet, you're, you may see something, but you can't get it done that the other guy can. So being able to say, hey, this pitcher's throwing, hey, you know, this pitcher's throwing this, I can't hit it today. But, like, it's starting right here and it's ending here. You could do it. Stay with it. Go the other way. Um, and kind of giving confidence with each other within the, within the lineup and the fluidness of that. And then the same token, the guys on the bench, that probably going to play a huge role at one point during the game because who's a defensive replacement? Who's this? And you're taking over for that guy. It's like not that, and we focus on that with our guys. You're not you're not coming out because you're you're bad or you're indifferent or this guy's better than you. But like when you come out, I'm like, hey, I'm you know at shortstop. Hey, the three hitters always going in a five six hole. Shade that way. Make sure you get over there. You're t- and you're you're taking over for that guy or. You're that at bat. You, you're cheering each other on. That communication is huge in the offense. And we talk about that a lot with our guys. Um, and our big thing, we're, you know, we have so much technology here, um, which is huge with, for video and synergy and uh, rap sodas and stuff like that. But we kind of keep it a little old school with our guys a lot. So we use it to kind of show them measurements and how things work and then how your swing works in that. But the same token is, you know, we got to drive through the ball. We kind of have to swing down. We have to bunt. Everybody has to bunt. Everybody in the team has to be able to put one down because you never know when it's going to be needed. Um, taking extra bags, um, you know, and base running is part of offense, so that's huge. And stealing bags, taking extra bags in a double for a double and watching things and being, you know, high motor guys in the, on the offense. And big other thing we talked about is we're in attack mode. Um, you know, we're, we're doing the hunting. We're not being hunted. Um, and no pitcher is better than us, better than the nine guys in the lineup that day. Um, so we want to be able to make that starting pitcher change his 
his outlook or his, his plan for the day. Cause every pitcher comes in, this is how I'm going to pitch. This is my plan. This is what I'm going to do. And then we want him to deviate from that plan. And if we can get our starting, that starting pitcher to deviate from his plan early in the game, we can get to the bullpen and we can feast on the bullpen. Um, and that's kind of how we talk about it with our offense. Um, and it has to click on all cylinders. And we're, some days we're not going to be there. You know, sometimes the pitcher's got to pick us up. Defense has got to pick us up. You know, guys, we got to tip our cap. Guys doing a good job. And we, we just can't get it done. Um, but, the same t- but we have to be locked in as a team. You know, basically all nine guys in the lineup have to be by the helmet rack. You can't leave, the hel- you can't leave that helmet rack because you got to be ready to go. You know, it's, it's different here where, like, all, you know, you come in for the dugout, five guys are getting ready to hit not just three, not just two, you know, five guys are getting ready to go because they they all believe they're going to hit that inning. Um, and they're just constantly communicating, not walking down a dugout sulking because they had a bat at bat. they got to come in and they got to talk to us. Um, and it's really huge. And being able to talk to either the hitting coach or myself in between innings or during the at-bat or during at-bats. Um, and everything is about the team. You know, you're at-bat. Sometimes you got to give up your at-bat for the team that day. Um, so being able to have, you know, selfless at bats at times and being able to do different things. And then it, it gets even more complex going into two strike approaches and approach and, uh, what, what pitches do you hit well and all that stuff. And that's more goes into the development part with them and being able to have them understand what kind of hitters they are and so forth. But, um, yeah, I think the communication part as an offense is huge because you see kids play now and, you know, they hit, they go sit in the dugout, they don't talk to anybody. You know, and, you know, they don't – and they're not talking to their teammates. And um, this is a huge thing where you got to learn that as a, as a player is that you got to talk. you got to talk to your coach. you got to talk to your teammates because it's you're, – if you're doing that, you're so locked in to help that team win that day. You're not thinking about anything else. You're just so locked in to do it. Um, and we really preach that day in and day out with our guys. Man, Coach Garvey, this is great. I can't thank you enough for this evening. I mean, this is fantastic. I absolutely have a feel for your program and what the expectations are just in our 20 minutes that we've been together. I cannot – I have to believe that every player on your team absolutely understands what your expectation is to be successful. It's fantastic stuff, man. Thank you so much. With that in mind, though, let's, let's talk a little about you and your career progression. I mean, you're such a young you were a young player, young coach, really became then a recruiting coordinator, even the assistant athletic director. How has that, that background really helped you in kind of shaping the type of program you want as the head coach? Um, well, a lot of that gives it, like recruiting was a huge piece because that's basically how you're going to get your players. Um, so being able to organize that and set up the schedule and be able to get the, you know, how we're going to do visits, what kind of players we're going to target and so forth. Um, and kind of really, that was kind of my big niche really early on as a young player, a young coach. Um, the assistant AD part gives you more of a, how the administration works and what, you know, co- how, I, you know, college athletics is looking for and how they do things. And, um, you know, I was a young, young coach. So, you know, my head coach at the time, Scott Muscat, uh, who was my boss for 10 years was unbelievable because he gave me a lot of responsibility for a young guy. Um, you know, he basically, you know, gave me the reins uh, as a 23, 24-year-old. Um, and then my athletic director at the time, uh, Jerry Oswald, they were they were unbelievable. They, they, you know, those guys gave me, a, 
you know, a lot to learn, a lot of different things, how I wanted to run a program and what they did for me. Um, you know, and you, and they kind of, you know, gave me the groundwork on how to, how to, you know, manage a team. Um, and you're, and you're always learning, to be honest with you, you know, every year there's a new thing will pop up. You've got to manage it. Um, the big thing is managing people. That's probably the biggest thing. You've got to learn how to manage people, talk to people. Um, you know, a lot of people shy away from bad situations. And I'm more of like, okay, what happened? Let's talk about it. How do we fix this? You know, how do we want to handle this situation? Um, and, de- and developing leaders. You know, that's the other thing. You know, um, I thought my head coach at the time and my AD at the time helped me learn how to be a good leader and how to develop leaders. So I take that into day, every day. Um, our current AD now, Nicole Ryan, does a fantastic job with us. And she was an associate AD here, and she was a she coached basketball here. Um, and so, you know, you get to bounce different ideas off things and, um, you know, and our work ethic and everything that we were doing. Um, so I really thought, like, from a career standpoint, that all those things really helped me get to where I am now and shape some of the things that I was doing. Um, because you, you know, when you're working in athletics as assistant AD, you're hearing different scenarios that happen, um, you know, that happen with other teams and you're and the more experience you have, the more you learn how to use it to, you know, not just worrying about my team, but worrying about other teams and so forth really gets to help me out with that. Um, you know, and I thought there's a lot of people that probably got me to this spot. Um, you know, it's not just me, but you know, the players do a great job. Um, you know, because getting them to do things and um, and so forth. But you know, there's a there's probably so many ways that every each day that being a recruiting coordinator to assistant AD can change things. So you learn fundraising, you learn all that stuff. So there's so much that goes back into it um, that really got to got got me to this point. Hey, again, everyone that's joining us this evening, thank you so much for being here. We absolutely appreciate your support. I mentioned earlier that we record this space so that we can retweet it out later. We also record it because we turn it into a podcast. And that podcast is Now D1 Speaks. And uh, it's a great opportunity for college coaches to come on and really talk about their program and, and what their schools have to offer and the direction that their program is heading. And it's also a great opportunity for uncommitted prospects to be able to come on and really talk about their makeup. They're not so much talking about the achievements they've had on the field as they are who they are off the field. And and that can go from what they're doing in the weight room to what their GPA is, what kind of classes they're taking, what their major is going to be, how they treat their teammates, how they treat adversity. It just kind of gives them an opportunity to say, hey, coach, I've really grown up. I'm a kind of guy that you're not going to have to worry about me when I'm off the field so that when we do get on the field, we can concentrate on winning baseball. Hey, again, this evening we're we're, uh, joined by head coach John Garvey. He's the coach at St. Thomas Aquinas College. And, you know, it was really interesting when you were talking about being the recruiting coordinator. And, man, you just hit on it right off the bat. It's the lifeblood of your program. I mean, that's like the perfect place to be to build a program is recruiting. Let's talk about recruiting just a little bit. What, what is a, what's a way that someone can really get on your radar and kind of start standing out throughout the recruiting process and really help them to transition to be successful once they get to the next level? Well, I think the biggest thing, if you're really interested in our program and you're playing in tournaments in front of us or showcases, play hard, like run, run all over the place, be, you know, be crazy out there a little bit, um, you know, have a high motor, have a high, high intensity and so forth. 
that's definitely going to, you know, we're, we're watching guys and we see guys jetting on and off the field and they're, you know, they're super pumped up. They're playing with a lot of energy. That's something that automatically catches your eye. Um, other parts is too, like look the part, you know, you know, pass the eye test a little bit, you know, um, you know, cause you come to a ballpark, you look, you know, you're not dressed right. You're not, you're having your hat on, you know, you got jewelry all over the place, you know, you got, you know, your, your jersey's not tucked in and stuff like that. Kind of look the part that plays a huge part into that too. Um, but like our first thing we do is we, you know, we get to, you know, a lot of kids, a lot of kids reach out to us. I, first thing I say, when you reach out to us, email me directly, email the whole staff. Um, and especially as the head coach, we get probably not only just, you know, recruiting emails, we get, I get, you know, scheduling emails and, uh, you know, we're dealing with players every day. So like send it to the whole staff because somebody's going to, somebody on our staff's going to read it at some point um, and send a direct, like a real, like a real email. Don't send us the, you know, a lot of times kids send us a lot of stuff links from different organizations and we're trying to filter through the, all, all those. When you can, when you're sending a real email to us and you're addressing it to us, it, it should, one, it shows the commitment that you wrote the email to us. And two, that you're, you really are interested in our program. Um, and a lot of times too, when we actually start talking to kids, you know, we're really, and they call us and they say they're interested in the program and they go, and we, first thing we ask them is, okay, can you tell us a little bit about our program? What did you like about it? And they say, oh, I don't really know. And I'm like, okay, do your research, understand what we have as a program here. What do we do? Um, not that we're just a division two school in the East coast conference, like, know what you know know a little bit about us know what we do um and you know we'll obviously dive a little bit more into that when we're when we bring them on campus but we you know we look for a whole array of different guys and it, it all depends on who's graduating for us what are we losing what do we have um obviously academics is huge because that's going to help cut the cost of school altogether so we want guys to have good grades high motor guys athletes being able to be good character guys and be future leaders and those are the kind of like the five things that we kind of look at um and we're we're really paying attention to how you do things and how you do things on and off the field um but i you know getting in front of us is huge go to places that we're going to be at tournaments we're going to be at um and if you don't know in your emails we're going to say hey we're going to be at this showcase or we're going to be at this tournament um all our coaches are out all the time um, and as a head coach, I'm, I'm, I was born a, a recruiter. That's my first thing I did as a, as a coach, I was born a recruiter. So as a head coach, I am out a lot. I like recruiting. Um, I, we, me and my pitcher coach laugh all the time. It's, uh, this is our season. Uh, recruiting is our season because this is where we're going to win games two, three years down the line. We have to go and get guys. Um, so, you know, that's a stressful time for us and we're, that's our competition. That's our competing right there. So we're, we're obviously trying to get the best guys, the right guys um, for our program. Um, so one, you know, make sure you're getting on our radar. Uh, send us video. You know, we'll watch video. We'll talk, you know, we'll see things. And it's something that we, you know, we can work with or something that looks good to us. We want to see you in person. Um, you know, we, we want to go out there. We don't recruit kids just off videos. We want to see you play in a game, uh, not just even in a showcase. It gives us – We'll have we'll get to see all the metrics and showcase too, but we want to see what happens when you fail. Um, and I think a lot of people don't want want to know that or see that. But I think how do you handle that adversity? How do you fail? You know, you you went zero for three with three strikeouts today. Like, how bad did it look? What did it look like? How did you act? How did you respond? 
Um, did you play, you know, did you play lockdown D afterwards? You know, you had a bad inning. Did you go sit in the bullpen and, you know, and not be with your teammates or were you with your teammates, you know, cheering them on? Like, did you just, you know, how did you act with all that? Um, and that's how we kind of go through our recruiting process. We're trying to evaluate not just your talent because talent will take you so far, but your work ethic, your attitude, your character, um, and your commitment to your team is huge. And if that's all there, your your ceiling as a player goes up because we know there's more in there, and we could pro- and we got to untap it with you. Um, if you're, you know, a lot of times you see kids that they're super talented, and we all know them, we all see them play. They're super talented, but they're bad teammates. They don't have good ethic. They just rely on their talent. At one point, that'll catch up. Um, it will catch up in the, during the games, during the season, and in college. Because, you know, and I say this to our freshmen the first day they walk in here, I said, there's going to be guys here um, that have been here for three, four years. Um, they're more physically advanced than you right now, some of you, and they have experience. Don't try and do some of the things they do because they've had three, four years to do this. Be the player you are today. And each day you get better with it, be that player. They got to that point already because of what they are, and, and they work hard. They, and you don't get to see the work they did three years ago. So don't, don't assume that they showed up and they were that good that day. Some of these guys went through, you know, you know grinded their way to get to this point. Um, and we really do a big emphasis on our guys when we do that, is talking about how you're going to be when you're here and we're recruiting you and how we talk about what each guy is going to do for us and what they're going to try and, and what we're trying to get out of them. And the big thing is you got to, you got to have a high energy to do that. Cause if you're not, you're going to be lazy. You're not going to go to class. You're not going to be a, you're going to miss a practice. You're not going to work hard in practice. So we really evaluate everything you're doing on a daily basis. We just don't show up. Um, we have gone uh, incognito a couple of times too, to watch a guy. Um, and, you know, we went out, we dressed in non stack gear and uh, just watch the game, just to say how it looks. Um, and you know, we and we'll call high school coaches and ask them like, "Hey, how is he?" And a lot of times, the coaches, well, the first thing I ask coaches is like, "How is he as a teammate? Is he a good teammate?" Um, you know, and how that you know how that plays out. Um, and we really do get a really good response sometimes when we're they're you know they're saying like, "Yeah, he's a good teammate," and this I'm like, and we try and even go deeper, like elaborate. What does he do that's a good teammate? explain it to us. What does he do day in and day out? Um, so that we really know what that player is going to be like. Because you're going to have four years with us, and we want to have four years with you. So we really want to know who we're really getting and who and who you're really going to be for us. Um, and we really take into consideration everything that you do while you're here. And this is great stuff, Coach. I got to tell you, this is exactly what uh, uncommitted prospects and their families absolutely need to be here and i gotta tell you man i just have to thank you again for taking some time out to be with us i love your excitement i love your energy i am really really looking forward to the what saint thomas aquinas future is you know i i know that this is a program that's just absolutely on the upward trend man because i can just feel it listening to you talk i bet a, a lot of times you're probably just thinking there's not enough time in the day no, I'm 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 a higher energy guy. I'm I'm I like our players will will say that I'm a I'm always moving. I don't sit down. I, I haven't I'm I don't, I've been coaching 14 years. I don't think I sat in a game ever. Um, I don't sit on buckets. I don't sit on benches. Like I stand the whole time. I'm moving. Um, and uh, it's 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 just it's how I am. I was a player, so like 
I don't get I don't you know I'm always kind of moving things with our guys and constantly talking to guys at practice like I, I throw BP so I'm, a, I'm I love throwing BP it's like one of my things like I like to do because I could really get into the offense a little bit what about it um so I do throw BP with our guys every pretty much almost every day um and I'm always on the field like I don't want to I don't I'm you know I'm kind of a you know, like I said, a player, like, you know, coach's player, you know, I'm in there and I'm, I'm working just with them. Cause I feel like if I'm bringing the energy, they have to match it. Um, they can't, they can't be like, um, cause if I brought you in the office, like your energy, you know, was bad yesterday. They're going to be like, uh, yeah. Cause I was nowhere near you. And I'm like, you can't be low. Your energy can't be lower than the head coaches at any point. <laughs> um, cause you get the play and I don't, I'm not practice. Like this is, and I, and I say, like, to our guys, practices work. Like, this is where we're going to make it all our, you know, games are fun. We get to, you know, we get to play them. But when we get to go to practice, like, this is work. This is where we're going to get down to the nitty-gritty and work on little things. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm yelling. I'm, you know, I'm getting out there. And I, I put them in all different um, ways uh, we could do things. So, we, you know, we want our guys to do that. But, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm a full of energy guy. I don't like sitting still, um, and I I don't probably don't, I don't have the a, a stop. So like I don't go home and be like, oh, baseball's over for today. I'm probably sitting in my house. My wife probably wants to kill me sometimes, <laughs> but um, I'm probably still watching videos. Um, we 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 put we have like a secure YouTube YouTube channel for our inner squads and stuff like that, and our, our practices that we watch for all the players. They're the only ones who get to look at it. And I figured out how to put it on my TV. So, um, so now I'm watching our inner squads on TV in my house. Um, so, you know, we're getting, you know, we're getting a lot of different things with our guys. And um, yeah, there's not, there's really not, I would say there's always something that we want to get. We're, there's probably like five or six things in a day we want to get accomplished. And there's those days. And sometimes we do, sometimes we don't. And we add it to the next list of days. Um, but if you, I have a really good staff and they're really good guys and they're here and they work hard and they do a lot of different things. And, um, they get to do, they get sometimes more stuff to accomplish than I can because, you know, being the head coach, you're focused on, you know, five different things in a different day, but they really do get a good job with it. Um, and, you know, tackling some of the stuff we need to do. Um, and it really does play off. So, but yeah, i well, that's probably the big thing is I got, I'm probably here all day with energy. I'm, I always say I'm like a machine. I get, I'm, I'm here eight 30 in the morning and I'll be here till we, we have to finish. Um, so, you know, I'm here, I'm, you know, I'm ready to go. I don't, you know, and I'll, and I tell the players, if you, if you can't go to class, I'm up, I'm up ready to go to class for you. If you want, like you got to go to class. Um, you know, so we're trying to make sure that they, they see me doing it, that they'll do it as well. And, you know, we have a really good group of guys here that really do a good job. And, um, and we, uh, you know, a lot of that, too, our alumni each year, because um, our alums come back, they're always here on campus. They talk to our players. You know, our pro guys come back and, you know, they're throwing bullpens and they're hitting ground ball with their guys. And um, some of our former players, you know, that, that got drafted, but they're, they're done playing. They'll come in and, you know, they'll talk to our infielders and their hitters about some of the stuff they did and um, work with our – do some stuff. So they're always around, too. Uh, and I think that's huge, having a good alumni base with our guys because they really take it to another level because they're the ones who won. They're the ones, the guys that did it. 
um, and really got to go into the next level. So, and we want our guys to aspire to be them. So um, we talk about that a lot with our guys. It's like, you, you know, when you graduate here, what, what kind of alum are you going to be? Um, Cause you get to see them do it. So it's, it's really nice to have. Again, man, you are just setting that standard. Good for you. And, and thank you for taking out a little bit of time to put now D1 on your schedule as well. I mean, there's a lot of guys across the country that are going to hear your message that will absolutely benefit from it. And there's going to be a lot of guys that are probably going to be in, right in your wheelhouse that will benefit from it as well. So we certainly appreciate it. One thing I would like to ask you before we wrap it up is just kind of thinking along uh, again, our core audience of uncommitted uh, prospects, really kind of young guys, you know, and I'm thinking maybe freshmen in high school, that, that kind of age. And, and somebody that's a really good ball player and all they want to do is put themselves in a position to be a good ball player for as long as they can. What, what are the types of things they should be doing today that will really kind of put them on a successful track? Um, just keep playing. I think that's the first thing is like a lot of people like – and you can play multiple sports too. Like I like guys that play different sports. Don't get pigeonholed to one sport because like each sport te- teaches you something different. Uh, and you're always winning the team concept. So you, the more you're with the team, the better that is. Um, and I think that helps, but like keep working hard, keep playing, um, play as many, you know, practice um, as much, take time on yourself. Like baseball, I know is like a team sport a lot and there's, but there's individual stuff like, you know, you could always go find a tee and hit. You know, there's always or an infielder. You could do bare hand drills in your house. You know, your mom might go crazy, but you can. Um, there's all different things to do stuff. Uh, catchers can do different things, and pitchers can, you know, throw into a net and so forth. Try and take time out every day to kind of build on what you're doing. Um, and if you have some good coaches around, ask them questions. Um, don't. You know, don't just be uh, a guy that goes yes sir all the time, and we like that. But the same token is like, hey, I'm, you know, I'm, my curveball, it's not working. It's not. What can I do? Could I change my grip? Ask questions. Um, and the best thing I could say to you, high school, if you're a high school freshman, high school sophomore, and you want to play in college, go watch a game. Go watch college baseball. Go see what it looks like, because um, you can learn a lot from just watching the game. Um, and the speed of the game and go watch every division. You know, a lot of people, you know, go and you get to, you know, now baseball's on TV in college, which is awesome. Like I, I grew up, there was no, it was really hard. You got to watch the college world series and the regional maybe. Um, now that it's on TV and SEC, the SEC network is on there. ACC has networks and you can watch all these games on television and ESPN constantly. And the schools are always streaming their games. So you could watch it. But go watch a game in person and watch every level. Um, don't just get caught up in the, you know, the power fives and division one. Go see what a division two game is. Go see what a, you know, their division three game, an NAIA game, a JUCO game, something. Um, and kind of learn how those, how each level is from that. Um, and, you know, kind of understand what they're going to do. Um, and you can watch it on television too, because there's, there's definitely, I mean, all our games are streamed. Um, at home, we could watch all our home games. Most of our conference now screams all their games. So, um, and we're we're really lucky at our place. We could watch. We have uh, four camera angles at home, so uh, we have center field camera, high homes, and two sides. So we get we really do a good job at our home game. So we have really good cameras there. Um, 
so like you can watch watch those games and see how our guys play and uh but being in person to those games are huge because you get to really see the speed of the game how it is and you get to see how they talk the players you know um don't just go there as a fan be you know be a student learn the game learn how these guys are talking how they're doing stuff how the game is managed and how the game's changed it's transition i mean the game how i how i played it when i was in uh freshman to a senior change from time from a senior to now um you know and as a coach and every day and that man we got pitch clocks now like we you know uh it's you know how's that how's that change the game and um some of the rule stuff and all that stuff that changes and it's been good for the game and a lot of different things and um but the speed of the game is huge like you're a high school um freshman senior go watch games go see them practice play hard play the game learn the game um that's like the hugest thing because like a lot of times now we get so robotic um as a player because we're always told what to do uh we go to lessons and lessons are great i mean they're there they're it's it's extra work it's it's there to help you but a lot of times we don't really learn the game we're not really focusing on okay well why did he make that play like why did that happen um and understanding like okay what was the situation there um why you know why did they bunt there why did this happen and like why did man i can't believe we threw that pitch in that count like all that stuff there's so much back to it and um and oh, so much that goes into it. So you, the more you learn it, the more you understand how, as coaches in colleges, what we're trying to do and how we're trying to get our guys better. Um, so, you know, you get the, if you really want to play at the next level and you're really into it, go watch these guys play um, because that's where you want to be. You want somebody else to watch you at one point, but be able to see these games and learn baseball because that's, that's the biggest thing because you we we nowadays sometimes we spend more time teaching the game and that's part yeah as a coach you're supposed to teach them the game and how to get it better but you know we're we're sometimes we got to go down uh, down a level to teach them to get to our level um so i always say to guys if you're really if you're really a student in the game you're watching you're you're watching baseball all the time um and that's important what great advice. Absolutely. Thank you so much for that. Thank you for sharing. And thank you for bringing the energy. And thank you for being part of our show this evening. We absolutely appreciate it, Coach Garvey. No problem. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And everyone that was able to dial in, thank you for your support. We certainly appreciate it. And with that, we're going to say good night. Hey, let me ask you something. Are you ready to dominate at the plate this season? Blast Baseball is the number one hitting improvement solution trusted by more major league, college, and travel ball teams than any other. The blast sensor attaches to the knob of any bat, providing real-time feedback with every swing. Metrics are automatically sent to a smartphone app, generating insights that allow you to analyze and improve your hitting like never before. Go to blastmotion.com and enter code NOWD1 and you will save $25 at checkout. Unlock your potential with Blast.